0: Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time
1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: This podcast is part of the How We Are Network. For information on this episode and many other like-minded shows, visit howweare.org. That's H-O-W-W-E-A-R-E.org.
2: everyone, and welcome to another episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I'm your host, Ray Harkins. Thank you for joining us on this fine afternoon, morning, night, whenever you're listening to this. I know a lot of people listen at work. What are you doing? Are you able to be productive while I am talking to you? I know myself, I can't listen to podcasts or anybody talking to me while I'm like working, whether it's writing emails or whatever the case may be. It just distracts me. Kudos, I appreciate that. On the episode today is John Vigil, the vocalist slash frontman, slash hype dude. Uh, yeah, I guess he's a hype dude, because essentially that's kind of what vocalists are. For a band called The Ghost Inside, a modern metal core, hardcore, whatever you'd like to label them as, something core. More on him in a minute. Let's talk some business and get some stuff out of the way. I don't know if you noticed last week, but we had a we had a cool ad, Audible, yeah? Why don't you sign up for a free book? Audiblepodcast.com backslash 100 words. That was just a free plug for them. But if they see that a lot of people have signed up for them, it gets you a free book, then it helps the show. They will take out more ads and just make me millions of dollars because that's essentially all I'm in it for Propertyofzack.com, our continued partners. They post the show. We love their website. They post information about new releases, tours, whatever you need from independent music. Find there. Propertyofzack.com. Review the show. Go to the iTunes store. Write some nice words. We've had some people picking up the pace recently in the new year, and I am paying attention to you, so thank you very much. There's, there's people who are, are giving shout-outs in their review to me in regards to, oh, I know you read this, so hey, what's up? <laughs> I appreciate that. And uh, visit the website, 100wordspodcast.com. You'll find some other tidbits that happen throughout the week. Just another place to hang out. And I, I like hanging out. But there are a lot of other changes that are coming to the show. People have been emailing me, 100 podcast at gmail.com some, uh, you know, changes, whether they'd like to see something more, something less, different guests, whatever the case may be, I'm kind of trying to incorporate some of that. So if you have suggestions, please email the show. Always love to hear from you. Something else that's been on my mind recently, I just took a trip to the beautiful island of Maui in Hawaii, was able to, uh, you know, unplug and focus on real life stuff for a moment. And, you know, actually enjoy my family and hang out with my parents and my wife and my kid and all that other stuff. It was so nice to be able to do that. I know it sounds stupid where it's like, oh, yeah, vacation. Of course it's nice. You're in fucking Hawaii. Like, that's great. But to be able to kind of like look at things in a new light and look at something that is such a stable thing in your life and get excited about it. Um, whether that's like a relationship. I mean, for me, that's, that's what it was. Or whether it was, you know, whether it's something else in your life that's, you know, whether it's your parents or whatever, something that's like, it's been in my life forever. How the fuck do I get excited about that again? And it's funny because it's like, you know, here we are 90 some odd episodes into a podcast. So that's like, you know, a lot of time that I've been able to do this, and a lot of you have shared on that journey. And it's like, how do you get excited about this? That's kind of one of the topics of conversation that I actually have with John this week, is just like, you know, how do you stay excited about something that you're so entrenched in for such a long period of time? It's either you have to do it yourself, whether, you know, a a shifting of perspective, or whether that's like rededicating yourself yourself to whatever it is that you're into just being like okay kind of a rut right now i'm gonna push through it and i'm going to do what i can to make this new make this fresh make this exciting because after all that's what life is about you kind of need that push Because otherwise, if you fall in the rut and stay in the rut, I mean, you're in it. Life sucks. You're in this maze and you constantly go around not having any sort of real true joy and just kind of, you know, whatever existing. And like, that's the worst. And that's... Over the, you know, maybe the past four or five months, I've kind of felt that in some ways. And so I am fucking pumped. So I just wanted to share that with you. John Vigil. So I have known him for quite some time. And I had him on a previous podcast that I did with some friends. He's just, uh, he's a very introspective and thoughtful guy. And I was excited to have him. He came over to my house and um, we had a very, very nice chat. Even though we chatted about some super heavy stuff. It uh, it was all very meaningful, and I learned a lot about him. And um, I think you will enjoy it. I mean, for one, he's obviously in a popular band, but for two, he's definitely a real dude. When I say these people, a, a lot of us have a tendency to put people in bands on some sort of weird pedestal, where it's like, oh yeah, they're, that's who they are, and yeah, they're real humans. But you know, we don't have a tendency to like think about people in that perspective. So that's what the whole point of this show. It's to basically just be like, you know, this whatever struggles you're having are exactly what all of us are having. Because of that, it makes you know, and myself included, you know, feel less alone. You're like, okay, we're all in this kind of weird life struggle together. So, anyways, without further delay, here is my conversation with John Vigil, and I will talk to you afterwards.
3: No, I think that kid, i see sick that kid every show, he sucks.
2: No, it yeah. was, it's actually quite the contrary, because like, it, it's one of those things, I mean, I'm sure you see this, obviously, from yourself at shows, where it's like, the the impression that I always got of you was just like, I mean, I obviously, completely, and for every right reason, you know, you were just like, oh, you're one of those El Segundo kids. Yeah. And it was always this, instantaneously, that area was supportive of Taken, mm-hmm. just like, more so than Orange County, like, because they were obviously into the, you know, bleeding through and throwdowns, not like. I don't know, it was just weird. It was like, oh, why are these kids from, like, the South Bay just like, yeah, like, we love what you've got going on. It was cool. But, and so I obviously put you as a part of that. But the thing that always struck me about you individually was just, like, you were enthusiastic, but you were, like, I guess, for lack of a better term, like, cool about it. You had this, like, balance about yourself where you were like, you know, like, I didn't feel like you were going up to me and, like, punishing me or yeah. anything like that. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, like. I made it a very, very good point to not do that, you know? And, and it, yeah. it, it it's weird to have that, because, I mean, I think everybody goes through that. Like, no matter where you're at in your life, where you're just like, man, I really like the work that person does, but then I don't want to do that. But like, when you're young, you very rarely have yeah, like yeah. a filter. Yeah, yeah, you're just like, right. oh, here's everything. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. no, dude, I, I know it's exactly what you mean, man. <laughs> and the But I, I just, it, it was something that struck me, like, so, whatever, I mean, wh- whether I attribute it to maturity or you having the cognizance to be like, nah, okay, I should, like, I'll make myself known, like, yeah. we're cool, like, because you see me everywhere, but yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not going to do yeah. that to you. And I think that the thing that impressed me about that was like, obviously once I started to see you, you know, like start a band up and like start to get out there and like, you know, just do it. It was one of those things where it was like that enthusiasm translated to that. Because some people have that enthusiasm really quickly and then they're gone within a year. I wouldn't say like a lot of people that you came up with, but a lot of people that, you know, just get independent music at that age, they get burnt out so quickly. And I mean, it's like, do you, is it one of those things where it's like, Obviously, you, I mean, you've been in it so long that you're not ever going to give up, but what kind of, like, kept you in that to where you didn't get, like, burnt out or
3: jaded or anything from that perspective initially? The, the feeling I got from going to shows and stuff, like, like it's kind of, I almost can't describe it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know the feeling of seeing, you know, uh, like, looking forward to a show, you know, weeks, months, you know, mm-hmm. in advance and, and finally getting there and then just feeling like... Uh, just the excitement, like, just overtake you, you know? Like, um, I mean, I don't want to use... I don't mean to use taking as a reference, okay. but, like, you know, going to taking shows. I'll take shows, it, I'll take it. But yeah, <laughs> going to taking shows, you know, like, I like I would get chills, like, watching you guys play, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. like, like, I remember the first time I heard, you know, Best I Had, I was, like, blown away. Like, right. I was, like, I didn't know, like... I didn't understand that music could give that feeling to anybody, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And that was one of the first songs that I ever really noticed it with. with about, like, I just, like... The feeling I got from that, like, I didn't ever want to, like... Because at the time I was, you know, I mean, even now I'm straight edge. You know, yeah. at the time I was straight edge, and I didn't really have an outlet to like, kind of like, surround myself with something like mm-hmm. I did with music. You know, right, like right, I, right. I couldn't be so like, a lot of, you know, some of my friends who weren't in, so much in the scene like got real big into drugs or got real big into sports or, right. You know, nothing really kind of grabbed me. And then, and then, you know, music and going to shows like that just opened It just, it, dude, yeah. it just, it was just like that's all it was. It's all yeah. I like,
2: yeah, you know. And it, and it, and it. I mean, for people like you and I, like it is weird to see that that whole like. Like that whole burnout, where it's just like people do, because like obviously this is what we are involved in is youth culture based, and by the time that you're of a reasonable age between twenty two and twenty five, you're expected to move on in some capacity. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And it, it's always you know, and so it's like you don't look at those people, you don't look at people that do that, and you're just like, oh, why would you do that? And you're like, why am I still doing <laughs> exactly? <laughs> it's exactly that that, that self reflection, like, yeah. How come I haven't moved on from this?
3: Yeah, 100%. I've, I've I've definitely looked back at the times where, you know, the the kind of music friends that I grew up with kind of dwindled and, you yeah. know, like like exponentially. And right. it makes sense. You know, people are like, you know, this is fun, but I, I, I can't do this for the rest of my life, you know? Right, right, right. I, I think it takes, um, you know, certain kind of people who can do this for the rest of their lives, whether it's in one field or another, whether it's starting a label or, right. you know, working for a, you know... a a band or being in a band or something like that, to, to surround yourself with something like this. It's, I think it's, it's not for everybody, Mm-mm. you know? And when you first get into music, you like, it's, it's something that it's, you feel the camaraderie and you feel like it's your world. And then once you kind of see that there's more to the world than just the yeah. music scene, then you're like, okay. And then I, am you know, I, I can, I can keep this here and visit right. it when I want to, but I got this other stuff going on, you know? Right, right, right. And for me, it's like, you know, as corny as it sounds, like all I've ever really wanted to do was to, to be in a band. My father was a musician and played in bands his whole life, and, and I remember going to see his, him play, and I was just like, oh, I really want to do this. This is so cool, you know? What's, what style of music did you play? Um, I he played, mean, obviously hardcore. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. clearly hardcore. <laughs> clearly hardcore. yeah. yeah, no, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> It's funny because he he never really played original music. He was right, only like in really cover, ever, bands, cover yeah. bands, yeah. But he, which is
2: common of that
3: generation, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He he was in, <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, he was in a Rolling Stones cover band called the Rolling Clones. Uh,
2: I was gonna say because it's like you have the you know the Iron Maidens, like yeah. yeah, you just have these little tweaks, but they're just so good. Yeah, so, so he was okay. in the
3: Rolling Clones. Love it. And uh, you know, I'd, I'd see him go play a bar sometimes, and you know, when I was younger, and and, and what did he clubs. what did he, did he play guitar? He played guitar, yeah, nice. he played guitar and did backup, backup singing. And sure. He, uh, I saw him play it like, yeah, I think he played it at uh, Six Flags or Berry Farm one time, and I thought I was like, I was like, oh, my dad's a rock star. Like, I was like, he made it. He's like, this is the pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I, was, I don't know, just being there, I was like, I, you know, how old were you at that time when you started to like witness your dad play on stage? I was young. I yeah, was yeah. probably like ten. Okay, yeah. 10, yeah, 11. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so was, and not, was, enough to
4: be aware of what yeah, was happening. I was at a real
3: impressionable age too, you know. Like sure. a, 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 you know, I think a lot of people kind of—that's the start of when they get into something big. You know, their early teens. You know, oh totally, it's the formative teens, years. Of where,
2: yeah, when you yeah. have when you have stuff to when you have stuff that you start to kind of, you know crack your head open a little and be like whoa whoa Like, what's that yeah. like it starts to tickle something and you're just like i wasn't aware that that existed yeah. were you born like born and raised in the the
3: south bay area uh well i was born in the south bay and then we had moved to the valley so i lived in uh, thousand oaks okay yeah kind of like ventura area sure, sure until i was in i think uh fifth grade and then i moved to um el segundo which okay. is right by the lax airport in the south bay and stuff so i've lived there since then and why I, um, did
2: what, what what precipitated the move like to the valley and then back to Oh, uh, My dad,
3: was, he, worked, he was a plumber, oh, okay. and he got a very big promotion, kind of going from being kind of like an, I guess, an underling kind of thing to, sure. you know, manning his own truck to, oh, yeah, to yeah. being kind of like a head guy, so mm-hmm. he, um, you know, he took the job, and it kind of, he didn't want to commute anymore either, because he was commuting for a while. He was kind of driving oh, from the yeah. valley to the South Bay, back to the valley every day, and, I was, brutal. And, and he hated it, he was like, this is terrible, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, we just moved to the South Bay. And did your uh,
2: what did your mom do for a living?
3: Uh, at the time, my mom was just uh, just a homemaker. She, right, didn't, right. she didn't have a job. She was just took care of me and my brother. Right, keeping you guys in check. Yeah, yeah. keeping us in line. You know? Right, right, right. Um, and your your brother was younger. Right? My brother was younger. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Cool dynamic because you know we always had some a parent there to right. kinda help us with whatever we need help with, and you know when dad got home, you know we'd have dinner together and stuff. So it was a yeah, it's a pretty
2: pretty. Tight family structure yeah, yeah, from that absolutely, perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then, yeah, as you as you obviously started to grow up and you know your head started to be cracked open in regards to you know the idea of like immediately identifying like because it's interesting that you say that because usually it's like I mean I guess that that age you, your dad is still your hero in the sense like you haven't hated him yet like you know because obviously yeah. everybody goes to that the, phase the of like, angsty teen yeah like, like oh, uh, my, whatever my yeah they don't get me they don't understand yeah. me of course whatever my dad's do is the worst so yeah that was obviously precipitate or you know before that um but it's just interesting that you saw that and you were just like yeah man i want to do what my dad does yeah. like
4: yeah i was just and so
2: i'm so into it did he ever like once you obviously started to you know attempt to start bands and do that like
3: did was he super pumped that you were doing oh, that supportive from the get-go yeah from day one, like, um, it's weird because my dad had played guitar his entire life mm-hmm. and I just, I never picked up on it. I never played an instrument. So right. I think he wanted me to play guitar. Oh, I can almost guarantee that. scared. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. But then I think once he, he found out, like he could tell that I, I just could memorize song lyrics and, you know, I could just sing along to stuff that like, you know, little kids shouldn't be able to sing along to or shouldn't like recognize the words. <laughs> right, to. right. Nothing like vulgar, just like stuff that's like, yeah. you know. Kind of you. You went immediately for the lyrics yeah, and the vocals. Yeah, hundred percent. Went straight to it. I, I gravitated towards that, and I think uh, once I started a band, you know, he didn't. He didn't really understand the kind of music we were playing, yeah. but he he got it. He's like, you know, what this is what the youth of today is doing. Like he fully knew what straight edge was. Like, he knew what I was about and what I was doing, and so he, you know, he was supportive of it. He he knew that I wasn't out there, you know, making a mess of my life. He's actually you know, I was trying to actually do something with it. Right, you know? right. So no, he, it's
2: it's always it's always interesting to have that parent have. Somewhat of a perspective in regards to like what it what it's like to you know perform on stage. Basic as that sounds, to have an understanding if a parent has not gone through that, like they're obviously immediately going to react, you're just like oh, be a yeah, you're just going to throw your life away, John. That's the like, way to go. Dude.
3: Absolutely, I think I think a, a big reason why I'm still in, in music today is definitely my dad. Yeah, it was for him. I mean, my my mom's supportive too. She just didn't she didn't have the 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 for musician musician yeah, bug, yeah, yeah. I guess. You know, she didn't have the kind of drive and the kind of like you know excitement for it, as, as, right. as, like my dad did, so he was supportive of it. it was awesome, uh, he, you know, he was fully into me quitting a, a full-time job to go on tour and, and, and lose money and do all that kind of, you, you know, to <laughs> start right. a band, it takes forever, man, I'd come home with no money and i have to borrow money from him and stuff, he, he, he knew what the price it, it took, you know, so.
2: Right, right, right. He was cool. And then as you were, uh, so like, as you started to go into high school, I presume, like, was junior high, high school, is that with like, independent music started to like, kind of infiltrate what you mm-hmm. were
3: doing? Mm-hmm. I think it was a transition from eighth grade to high school is when I got the Offspring Smash and I got like Green Day. I got real big into like records like that, like Dookie and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, like it's still on the radio. Right. You know, because it was like, that's kind of how the exposure that I got. I was like, this is like kind of different from most of the radio music and it's kind of more aggressive. Right. Bands like that were the transition into bands like No Effects and and Minor Threat and, and, you know, Black Flag and bands like that to where it's like a more... Underground punk, of course. Then it gives you,
2: it gives you, it's like that. That's obviously it's like the gateway stuff. It gives you the taste, and then like you can totally find yourself being like, I need something like harder, more regret. Like you don't, you you don't know how to express it, but you're just like, I think I need more. Like I don't know where to find. Oh, I found this, and then where else do I? Yeah, Yeah. it's like it just starts to
3: gnaw away. Yeah, hundred percent. And then you know it went from that to to you know hardcore, and then Mm kind of just all over.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're sitting here. It's like june and you're like where has the time gone and everybody's like oh my gosh i have no idea i gotta like accomplish all these other things take a moment focus on the things that obviously for one matter to you but for two look back be like what have i done well what have i done not so well and maybe i can you know ask some friends and family for some help but where i have always gone to in regards to figuring out what i can do better therapy therapy is an incredible tool at your arsenal that you can dip into. I've done it for my marriage. I've done it for myself personally. And I'm a huge advocate for what therapy can do for you because it is a third party that's able to look at what you can do to improve your life and be a person to help you along in your journey. And so I think if you were thinking and visit betterhelp.com slash Ray today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp.com help, slash Ray.
0: Baseball fans.
5: Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com.
2: Were you uh, in school, like, did you give a shit about it? Were you, like, as far as, like, you know, your studies are were concerned, and did your parents, you know, like, impress on you? Like, okay, you need to get an education. Like, you may want to do the band stuff, but you need to get education. Like, how did that... All transpire, um, <laughs> and were you terrible about it? Or were you like because you, you strike me as a guy that like is easy to get along with, but like just kind of don't get in my way, like and not in a dick way, but yeah. just like in a like let me do this, like yeah. I love animals. Yeah,
3: that's yeah, definitely the kind of guy I'm. I think I'm, <laughs> okay. you know, I, I once I get my mindset on something, once I'm like I got this, you know, don't bother me, I got it, you know. Right, right, right. Um, as far as schoolwork, I, I I don't know, I never really, I never really applied myself as, as much as I sh- should have in school. Sure. Looking back now, you know, it was more right. so about hanging out and kind of just. Yeah, When's the by next show and graduate. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to the weekend and go to shows and stuff. And I didn't get horrible, horrible grades, but I wasn't I wasn't a good student. Yeah, by any means. I means. I I didn't like doing homework. Yeah, yeah, I just would go home listen to music and right. go, go skateboarding. Like <laughs> right, right, right. Screw that. Yeah. yeah. So I I never got, like, you know, I never got...
2: Was it, like, did you try to find the level of where your parents were
3: cool with what you got? Like, like, okay, we can tolerate
2: these grades. We wish for better. Yeah, that's
3: exactly the point I was at. My parents were like, well, you're not a bad student, but you're not... I mean, you're going to graduate, but... You're you're on no honor roll. yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're... Kind of just going, you know. Right, right, right. So I mean, at the, end of, at the end, of high school, before I got real serious into playing bands and stuff, I, you know, I, I've been going to shows and stuff. I went to community college for like a year, year and a half. Okay, got. I was studying like computer stuff, like you know, I was going to do web design and oh, sure. and all that that kind of stuff. And that interested you at the time. yeah, yeah, okay, I, yeah, for sure. And then you know, once I started playing shows, I was like, yeah, I'm is not when going it, to school anymore
2: because was was a dying dream. Your very first band? Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Like I mean, because I mean, not like a dying dream was obviously like revolutionary in any way, shape, or form. But you guys were pretty together for being a young band. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that band name isn't terrible. You like, know? I mean, it's like for all the band
3: names that existed. True. That true, time, true. 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 Like, <laughs> it's not completely horrible. I mean, looking back now, I'm like, oh man, what were we thinking? But right. It's cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like proud to say that I've only ever been in one band. I the know. Dying Dream, right. my first and only band, and then we change our name to the Ghost instead. So I don't right. know if that. Technically counts or not? I mean, it is yeah. a different band, but it is.
2: But I mean, but stylistically, it's not like you can trace the lineage. Like you can listen to what you did back then versus what you're doing now and be like, oh, I see like components yeah. of yeah. what that was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I would I would classify
3: that as part okay, of that. cool, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's that's a cool feeling, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah, it is because it usually, ha- I mean, my first band was called Doom Society, yeah, and we were we were. Uh, Absolutely terrible. <laughs> doing covers at birthday parties and just like and playing covers that like you know it's not like we were playing like birthday party covers. We're doing like you know battery and chain of strength yeah. and it's like who wants to hear that a fucking sixteen year old no, Nobody. No, one. I guarantee you nobody. We hardly wanted to hear ourselves do a terrible cover. On yeah. That.
3: So, but but a dying dream. Did that start to exist like towards the end of high school or like uh, yeah. after? Yeah, once I graduated, I was working going to community college, and my friend's band was actually a, was a Dying Dream, right? And they had just kicked out their singer, and they were like, "Hey, like we need a new singer. Like, would you want to do it?" At the time, I had never sang. I, I was never about done. To say you would never. Yeah. i would never done anything. Right. Like, uh, as far as I was concerned, when singers would hand me the mic, my voice would be terrible. Right. 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 yeah. I'd be like. Oh, yes, trying to scream along
2: you know those are my like some of my favorite parts where it's just like you hear it like you're watching a band sing-along goes on just
3: like oh yeah, yeah. And
2: you're like oh who's, who's yeah. that kid
3: yeah that that was that kid so i was like oh god how's this gonna pan out for me yeah, like, yeah. i, I, I want to get kicked out of this band in like a week you know? right right it, it's crazy too because i remember the very first show before i even before i even joined they're like we have a show in a couple weeks we're playing um at the whiskey with himsa and I think it was Zayo, with him and Zayo. Okay. And we had to sell, t- like, 200 tickets. Or right. Something all just
2: the best pay-to-play. Oh, exactly.
3: Oh. You know, we, like, signed a contract saying we'd give them, like, you know, $4,000 or whatever the collectively it came out to or whatever. But right. All that stuff. So, my first show was, like, you know, at, like, a legitimate venue with, like, legitimate sound and stuff. And I was like, I made it. Look at this. Yeah, I'm cool. yeah, I'm playing on the. I'm playing, you know, in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, the Sunset Strip, bro. Yeah, yeah. sick. <laughs> Famous. And I remember that show, I remember like like I was totally fine, totally cool, and then people started showing up and then I was like freaking out. I yeah. was like holy crap, I have to sing in front of these people. Like, right. like this isn't a joke. Like I'm not I can't just be the kid <laughs> jumping on other kids and just, you know, right. having a good time. I have to be the one to right get up there. Everyone's looking at me. Right. That freaks me out. So yeah, you'd like, never. Before going on stage, I was like pacing. I was like sweating. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't do this." Right. I was like, "Should I just quit the band right now?" Like, oh, "What do I do?" Should I quit? <laughs> That'd be amazing first show. So I guess can't do this. <laughs> you know, how you, you know, how I told you I could sing for you guys. Yeah. Well, uh, I can't. So about that. See yeah. you later. I'm out of here. Well, um, yeah. I mean, the first show was was funny because you think this is a good idea when you're a kid. You filmed your first show. Huh? Did you film that show? Uh, my dad did. Yeah. Okay. And he was you, so proud of me. Oh, of course. He was so proud. He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't stop that. he played yeah. the whiskey. Like, you know how many bands put at the whiskey? We just list these bands. I'm like, yeah, dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they played there, too. It's Yep. Mm-hmm, cool. <laughs> but then, cause then, yeah, because then you look back
2: at that video, and you're just like, oh, my God. Like, there should never be documentation of this. <laughs> yeah. But,
3: of course, I can understand from your dad's perspective where it's like, of course I have to get little Johnny Boy
4: jumping around of on
2: course, stage. Of course.
3: <laughs> did, did the whole family come? Or uh, just your dad came? My dad and my mom, my mom came. Got it. Um, and they, yeah, they were super super proud of me. Like our, all, all of our parents came to that show and Of course. It was cool. How how much how much younger was your little brother from He was four years younger than me. Okay, got it
2: got. But he, um, he wasn't allowed the show. A little-
3: I don't remember why he didn't come, but he wasn't there. Sure, 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 sure. He was doing something. I th- he was like I think it was when I was twenty one. Twenty or twenty one. Okay. When he watched you play for the first time. Yeah. Okay. So he was I'm sixteen,
2: seventeen. You know something that I've always noticed especially like, you know, over the past whatever, two, two and a half years. It's It's been really interesting. Like, I mean, it's just always, it's always fun for me to watch people like yourself or, you know, like Jeremy from Touche, like whatever, all these people that we've grown up with and obviously are becoming successful in some, you know, ha- are achieving some notoriety. Be- just because like we, you know, myself, have always felt like I've just had this like front row seat of like not only knowing the people that are involved, but then like knowing the scene that they've grown up with. And so it's funny for you guys because... I feel like The Ghost Inside falls right into this middle ground of being not hardcore enough for the hardcore kids, but being too hardcore for some other kids that are, like, whatever, you know, you're... I mean, I know you guys have toured with them, but, like, A Day to Remember, you know, or it's like, like, oh, you yell a lot. Like, there's not very much singing. And so it's like, I find... I mean, you guys are obviously, like, have become successful at being that band that falls in that crack. But have you, like... Have you felt like that ever since, like you? You guys obviously. I mean, especially from like when the Epitaph audience starts obviously started to pay attention to you guys. Have you felt like that band in the middle of being like, well, we're I guess we're just doing our
3: own thing. Yeah, right here? yeah. I mean, sort of. I mean, I, I've I've always considered us a hardcore band solely because of the lyrics. You know, the, to me, hardcore is much more of a mentality and and more of a of a of a feeling and and like a sense of being as opposed to a sound. you know? Right.
2: I mean, you get what I'm saying, though, where it's just like there's kids who are just like you know your typical Bridge Nine kid 100%. is gonna be like, oh fucking fucking ghost inside. Yeah, no way. Like, yeah. dude, when we, I mean, when you know when we announced Sound and Fury, like we, you know, we put that out there because it's like, oh, cool, the ghost inside is playing Sound and Fury, and it's yeah. like, what? Why would they not? Yeah, yeah, it's just that it's that disconnect for because I mean, I'm like you, where it's just like, like, do you actually know the people that are involved in this music? Like, you know, yeah. like, the people that make up the Ghost Inside. Yeah, like, they are hardcore kids. Yeah, and by definition of the term. It should apply.
3: Yeah. Like, there's always there's always sticklers uh, like that, you know, who, who who are so into, like, I guess just kind of defending what they, they believe in, you know. And, and yeah. I, I get that. And of I totally course. understand those, you know, those kids who are so into hardcore and, like, you know, they don't want it to get tainted. and not, Dude, like, I, I fully get that, you know. <laughs> you would have done that at their age, maybe. 100%. <laughs> 100%. And I, and I just, you know, I, I – We we do kind of ride the line, you know. We're 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 not a straight up hardcore band, you know, and we're not like a data remember kind of band. You know, we you 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 said we are in the middle, and it's I don't think it's a hard place to be. I I think it does us more good than we think, you know, because I think that kind of appeals to kids who like a data remember, but kind of want something heavier. They're like, you know, like data remember's cool, and I'm having a good time, you know, like rocking out to them. But I need, like you said, I need something more. I kind of want something more gritty, you know. And then you know, we open for them, and then there's kids who are like. You're the heaviest band in the whole world. Like, right, you know, right. get all and, and then get all into us. And that's cool for us, you know. And we'll go on tour with, you know, hardcore, like, straight-up hardcore bands. And, and you know, we'll kind of impress people, you know. And, and a lot of, I think yeah. a lot of people who hear the name or kind of just listen to some songs in the kind of the background and don't don't really understand, I think once they see us, you know, I think they kind of get why why we kind of ride that line and why right. people, some people think we're a hardcore band. Some people, you know, might think we're something else. And I think it does us more good than bad,
2: I think. Yeah. I think, and something that I've noticed, too, where it's like, I think you guys have had to quote unquote prove yourself. I mean, obviously you had to prove yourself because it's like a a band that releases, you know, three full lengths, and all of a sudden people are like, "Oh, they're pretty good." Like that doesn't obviously happen a lot of the times. It takes, you know, I mean, it takes maybe a full length, and all of a sudden they're the hottest shit ever. But like I remember that that ten for ten tour where it's like I really did feel. The, not even like I wouldn't even say desperation but just like the, the art like we gotta fucking make an impression yeah and like 100% we like this could be our, our moment to like legitimize ourselves in some you know semblance of a scene and not like in a like a way like oh please accept
3: us but like yeah. we want to impress this yeah. upon these people 100% that's, that's I think that's for us we, were, we at the time we were touring with a lot of our favorite bands right Bane is one of my like all time favorite hardcore bands you know Really love Crime and Stereo, right. Poison the Well I was on that tour. Madball did a couple of weeks of it. Like right. you know, like
4: huge, huge
3: bands. You know, yeah. we were like a, a relatively brand new band. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so we we went on that tour thinking like, okay, like this is this is a, a genuine shot for us. You yeah. know, we could either fuck this up or we can do it. You know, we could do it right. We could be ourselves. We could just give everything we got and try to impress people. And that's what we did. You know, we just played shows. Like, we wanted to play them, and if kids were into them, cool. If they weren't, then, you know, then I guess we just weren't going to, it yeah. wasn't going to help us, you know?
2: I know, and it, it's, it's something that impressed me about it, too. Like, the, the way that you guys approach it, it's it's very, um, for lack of a better term, like, the, the bravado. that Because, like, when you do start to increase your audience, like, to, you know, what you guys are at now, where it's like, you, you can play The Glass House and you can sell it out, you know, in these, like, 800 to 1200 capacity rooms, there is a certain level of, like... Um, you know, once you've got to there, like, you need to be this certain thing, Mm -hmm. like, on stage, where it's like, okay, John, like, you have to, you know, say, like, fuck some shit up right here, or whatever, like, you do these, like, you know, you fall into these patterns, like, from a, you know, a band perspective, I don't know, you've always seemed to, like, strip it away in some, you know, some capacity, where it's like, you're, you you may say a few of the same things each night of a tour, but a majority of it is just going to be, like, you know, you with a microphone on stage, like, I don't know, it's just this weird, like, You guys have tried to subvert that in a way, but like, I don't know if that was like, if that's intentional or that obviously just comes out because that's who you are. And like,
3: yeah, I think it's more so just because of who we are, you know, um, I think and, and style, style of the bands too. I I think, I think bands who get, you know, big, like you said off one record who kind of just, they kind of don't know any better, you know, they put on an album and and they're huge and they, they go from being, you know, this band that, you know, plays like kind of cool shows to being like playing huge shows and they, they don't. They don't know the steps that it takes. They don't realize, you know, the the kind of. We don't need all this flashy stuff and all these, you know, these all this crazy production because we just like when it comes down to it, we just want to play for the people that paid to see us, you know. Right. Like people, like I will look into the crowd and I'll see myself in kids like going to like taking yeah. shows or going to whatever shows and being like, being the kid who is just so just invested in this thing, you know, and like and like that for me is enough to know that like I want to put on the best show. Like, I want to be able to play our songs and interact with these people in the best way that I can to make sure that they want to keep coming back and they right. have a good time with these shows and they don't feel like they got, you know, like...
2: It's like, it's a genuine experience. Exactly. Because I do feel like it's like, there are certain facades that just like, you just, you put up naturally, well, not you in particular, but like bands put up just uh, naturally because of either the size of the room they play or just like the way that the way that it is, right. where it's like, you have to, you know, say the name of the, you what the fuck's up, promoter, whatever. Like, you have to say these certain mm-hmm. things. And not to say that, like, there's anything necessarily wrong with that. But it's, like, then that's when it just becomes, like, that pattern. And you get locked into something and it kind of removes you from that exact thing that you're mm-hmm. talking about. Of, like, just looking out in the crowd and being, like, like, oh, man, there was me, like, seven years ago or whatever, yeah. you know? Because then, then it just becomes, yeah, then I, I feel like that's kind of when it becomes, like, m- more of a, a, you know, a task or a job than... The actual enjoyment mm-hmm. of the process of being in a band. Hundred percent,
3: and I, I think that for us, like you know, like you said, we we played a show and sold out the Glass House, and we've also not you know not long before that, or even I, I think we had did a headline tour, sold out the Glass House, and right. then we played Aladdin Juniors as a secret show down the yeah, street from right, right. Glass House, which right. is like two hundred cap, you know, tiny room, no 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 barriers, like whatever, like that's like we're a kind of band that just wants to play and like it yeah. doesn't matter if we're up there on a huge stage playing with thousands of people or in a small club face to face you know getting sweaty and you know bleeding with people like that's right like that that's, it doesn't matter like we're up that,
1: there
4: that's what you, that's what you did for years and years and exactly. years before anybody exactly,
3: cared exactly exactly yeah you know what I mean? we did that like like i think for us it's it's we're almost blessed in, in the in the fact that you know we didn't put out our first record and become huge big, yeah. successful you know like we we've seen the growth. We've seen the, the progression. We've kind of pushed that boulder up the hill, you know. And like, right. we're at a point where we're kind of reaching the top, and we're kind of like, I mean, not the top, like we're like you too, basically. But right? like, yeah, exactly. No, but <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know, we're reaching a point where we're very very content with the progress we have made as a band, you know. And I, right. I think that any kind of goal we've ever had at being in a band, we've far surpassed, you know. So we're kind of like, you know, kind of reaping the benefits of it now, playing playing these bigger shows and and, and kind of just staying the people we are and, and remembering what it's like to not have fans, but playing these big shows and, and kind of being like, yeah, we, we, we worked this yeah, we build I'm, this. I'm proud of this. Right. Right. Yeah. We built this
2: on our own and, and on our own backs and our own, yeah. our own musical vision. So
3: yeah, we need to appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. And not to sound, you know, cocky or anything. It's just, no. it, we, we don't want to squander that, you know, we don't want to blow that up with like light show and these smoke cannons and confetti right. and all this <laughs> stuff. And you know, like, that stuff is cool for, of for a lot of bands of and it's, course. and it, it, you know, I, I don't know if we'll ever be that kind of band or that, that is just our, that gonna, that's going to, that's going to work for us. I don't right. think, I think the people that like the ghost inside and like really love the ghost inside see through all that stuff, sure. you know? they, sure. they, they know that we are just plugged into the amps. Yeah. And Plug and play. Here we go. Yeah. So we yeah, are, you yeah. know, we're not, yeah. we're not like a flashy band, no, like, you know, no. like, and it's just, yeah. it's works for us and that's what we are and that's what we grew up on. So which, that's what you continue stick, to yeah, do stick with
2: it the um as you i mean i think almost every person that has probably done an interview with you um always mentions um you know just like the idea of like like we were talking about earlier where it's like it takes a certain person to tour and blah 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 this whole idea of like um you know it's you, you obviously you don't spend any time any real time at home to develop relationships and like exist like you know because obviously as you do it more and more. I always put it like this, where it's just like, it's, you know, you're in like a suspended state of animation. I mean, you're living a life, but you're not living quote unquote life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like the things that you do to try to remind yourself that you exist in this other culture of like, hey, I'm like, I'm going to live a life like outside of this band. um, Do you have to remind yourself a lot about that? Or is it just one of those things where it's like, you know, kind of taking a day at a time, so to speak?
3: Yeah, I've also I've also said the same kind of thing. I've kind of tried to describe people what we do and what it's like. You know, like I always say that my life, like my life, is kind of stagnant. Mm-hmm. It's I'm the same. Oh, the you same put it on spot. pause. Yeah, you put it on pause. I'm the right. same. Same spot. I'm the same person I've been for the past eight or nine years. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's like that's kind of weird to think about. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 there's a whole other aspect of my life that's just grown like you know just just so much has happened right that was a big part of our um our second record returners was i was i was on tour a lot we had toured our first record two years straight non yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and the whole idea behind returners was we'd kind of come back to this place that we call home you know this like what you know and the things that make home home mm. were so different yeah. from when we left you know like like uh, like friends wouldn't be friends anymore, and like you'd be like, "What? You guys aren't friends anymore?" Or you'd, you'd come back, and and you know your favorite places to go eat would be torn down. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a new thing would be you know there in its place, and and you know I remember one time it hit me really, really, really hard when I realized that my life was stagnant. Well, everyone else's life was still going. Right. I left for tour. You know, gave my parents a hug and kiss. Said, "I love you, Dad. I'll see you later." Come back from tour, and it's, he had gray hair. Yeah in like a two month span of when I left and it it freaked me out. Of course I can totally imagine. And that that was the first time that I realized that life is not waiting for me. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's happening. Totally. It's, it's, life is going right. Exactly. Whether I'm there with it or not.
2: Right. Yeah. And the, the, I mean, I, I, nothing is more apparent to that than when you get yanked back into some semblance of reality when like, you know, whatever, a loved one passes away where it's just like, I mean, I distinctly remember being in, like, you know, the like, fucking, like, Nebraska or something and getting a call that, you know, my my uh, stepfather's father, so my grandfather, uh, was dying and, like, trying to figure out flights mm-hmm. to get to a place, couldn't figure it out in order to, like, cam- what, canceling dates and whatever, just, like, talking with everybody, trying to make it work. It didn't work. But then having that, like I said, yank you back into reality and, like, having, like, oh, t- time, has, time has passed. Yeah. And, like, there's just those things of where, like, what you know like i always said those those anchors that you try to place down at home like in order to kind of remind you of what not like not saying that band life is not important but just being like well this like this will ultimately this be where i land exactly and like how 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 do you how do you remain
3: there while being away from it you know yeah you get so submerged in this lifestyle you get so submerged and so like so into what you're doing that you that like you said you kind of don't remember that stuff is going on you know and you you get a call saying you know someone's sick and they're dying or or hey man like i'm getting married you know next month you should come come to the wedding you're like i'm I'm gonna be on the other side of the world i'm gonna be across the country i I, I can't be there man like and it's just like it's so hard to kind of put that into perspective and, and to be like like going on tour is quote unquote your job right and when you're not on tour it's I guess vacation, vacation or, right? Or, like, if if that ever could be, you know, like, like, right? It's a weird thing to say. It's a weird concept, and I think that people get so so into into touring that they kind of it's it, they lose sight of what that there's a, a a life and there's a world, and that you're ultimately going to come back to this place, you right. know? Like, this isn't going to last forever, especially no. a hardcore band. And and, and, you know and what I,
2: mean? yeah, and I feel I I feel like so many people like they just figure out ways to. Keep that paused, like you know, like just be like, well, I'll I'll figure this out. I'll, well, I, you know, I'll, I'll go on the road. I'll tech for a band or whatever. And this is like, there are certain times where it's like you wish that someone could sit down with them and just be like, you don't need to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. There's other opportunities. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because it's like then then it's like you you see that, and not like there's anything wrong that people that dedicate themselves to the road because obviously those are people that are needed to make things function. Absolutely. But then you you do feel that sense of just like, oh man, like. Just basic life shit you've just never experienced. And like that's in some respects, that's probably a bummer. Mm-hmm. The concept of where you guys are at right now, where it's just like, you know, it's taken you fucking forever, <laughs> like for a long time, yeah. to kind of build that to where you're at now. Like, do people, you know, do people still come up to you and have that notion that like, oh, you guys are like, you know, you're you're a new band. Like I saw you on warp tour last year and like you you guys have won full length that, right? Yeah,
3: definitely. People, there's a lot of people who, who have gotten in the band and kind of don't know our backstory or don't know our history and yeah. don't really know we have other, other albums out, you know? And right. You know, it's 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 so weird because I feel like we're a band that, uh, if you're into our band, you're, like, into our band, you know? Like yeah. Like, there's not people, like, I don't meet a lot of people who are like, yeah, Ghost of Tide. yeah, you guys are cool, man. I'm, it's either like, oh, my God, you're, like, you're my favorite band, like, you've done this for me, like, I have this song tattooed on me, like, I have all your albums, this and this and this. Right. Or people who are like, yeah, it's not my thing, man you know, whatever. Like, like that's, and that's fine. Like I, it's, it's very rare that I meet like a kind of in between. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Like yeah.
5: A, yeah. You guys are cool, man. Like
3: I got your last album. Right. You know? And that's it. So it's like it's 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 weird to to get people like, you know, the Warped tour crowd, like you said, you know, people who have no idea who we are, just passing by, like you just get dropped in the middle. Yeah, yeah." No, I like this kind of music. Let me watch this band. Let me buy their album, you know, and then they kinda don't research it and they kinda don't know there's anything else to it. Those are the kind of people who are just like just kinda whatever about it.
2: Yeah, it's like it's you you know, you're you're essentially at that point like, you know, just a a mode of entertainment. And like obviously that's needed. Mm -hmm. Like that's complete that's why music exists in the first place. Um, but it, it is weird for bands like you guys to exist within like this proverbial scene where like, there's, there's a lineage, there's a history, there's a reason it exists. Like we're not just getting up there to be like, yeah. like watch us dance and be yeah, fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. It's just, it's just funny. I'm sure for you to like obviously have to, um, interact with people of that nature and still, and, and probably, you know, in, in certain ways, like force yourself to relate to them on some level. Mm-hmm. Like, even though you may be so removed from like your own personal experiences to be like, okay, well I can put myself in this mindset. Let's figure this out. Let's have, let's have a genuine moment here. Yeah. Obviously like you're, cause your brother passed away, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, the impact that had on your life, like it, it's always, it, it's interesting to me, like, cause you seem just, I mean, cause I've known you for a long time. You seem like you'll talk to anybody and you'll share anything. Um, but you also seem reserved in some fashions as well, where it's like you're, Um, you have to know a person to a certain level to, you know, kind of let them in. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're also, you know, you're not bashful about, you know, sharing your opinions on, you know, social networks and what Mm -hmm. have you. And like when, you know, you were sharing the the fact that your brother passed away on your social networks, it was one of those things that it kind of struck me as this this seems different than what you would give off normally normally do. Yeah. Yeah. And like just because you might like you may have done that you know, months after the fact or whatever, but the fact that you, like, you were kind of experiencing it and like, you know, did you feel like that was sort of out of character for yourself?
3: Yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm like, I, am a pretty reserved guy, you know, I don't, I don't, I kind of try to keep, uh, you know, a little bit of, of my normal life to myself, you know, I don't like to kind of go and share my, you know, this is what I'm doing today with kind of the world, you know, like that's not really ever been really my thing, you know, um, but my brother passed, so it was such a big deal to me that I I knew I knew I was gonna write a song about it. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, I, like I have to do something to, to you know, tribute. Yeah. To Cause how, tribute did he, how how
4: did he pass away again?
3: He had uh, a heart arrhythmia, okay. and um, he he had really bad heartburn all the time, and he had no idea what it was from. He thought it was because he ate spicy food and stuff. And right. you know, our family's not too well off, and he we we never really had health insurance and stuff. Sure. And he wasn't ever able to go to the doctor and. He was working, he was living with um, my cousin in Colorado, which my mom had moved out to Colorado at the t- same time, so, you know, he was with my mom, kind of, and stuff, and yeah, he he just had really bad, like, heart problems that he, he had no idea about, you know, like, uh-huh. he would get chest pains that think they were just kind of whatever, like, you right, know, nothing, yeah. nothing too crazy, and, and the heart arrhythmia, his heart would beat really irregularly, and oh, sure. uh, one night, his heart just flat out just stopped beating in his sleep mm-hmm. and it just never started again right and so he just so he just passed away in his yeah, sleep essentially had a, a I guess it's a heart attack sure sure Um, and his heart just stopped and you know my cousin went in the room to wake him up for work and he just
2: were you on tour the, I was on tour yeah
3: yeah and it, dude it was like the it hit me like a freight train dude. of course like, like before Cause
2: because you because I mean you because you you live out here obviously in California but you said so your your parents got divorced so, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I got divorced yeah and so they so your mom took your brother out to California or out to Colorado well
3: they had moved there separately my mom had moved out there and then my brother had moved out there uh, to for work and he was living with my cousin got so it, got they it. they were there but they weren't there together okay and do
2: you do you sense. so in California do you, do you do you have your own place or do you
3: live with your dad now um, well my, my dad actually passed away too. But that's right. Yeah. I completely forgot no, about that. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's all right. My, uh, I live with my, um. Because your dad
2: passed away after your brother, correct? Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you, but I mean, when, when he was out here, were you living with him? I was living with him. Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay. Got yeah. it. Um, so it's me and my dad and then, and then my brother and my mom. And then, um, I had moved into a place with my, uh, my friend, like my longtime friend. Oh, okay. Got so it. So I, I didn't live with my dad, but we like, we lived, like he lived in Hawthorne and I lived in Same Oswego. So. Area. so we so now, so your brother. Your brother
5: passed
2: away. How how long ago? you said,
3: "Uh, it's for three three years now. Three years. Yeah." And then
2: and your dad passed away, like within like within a year. Yeah, right? like
3: last year. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. The illustration, especially when you are you know a quote unquote pseudo public figure, and obviously you know most of your lyrics deal with obviously like positivity and like pulling yourself up with your own bootstraps and like the ability to put on like a strong enough face to be able to like do what you do. Yeah. Like at the lowest of points, was it just like like I don't, I don't even know how
3: I'm able to kind of put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Like there, there was, I definitely thought about just, just, just walking. Yeah. You know, like you know, like life hit me then. You know, right. it, I, I and up until then, you know, nothing, nothing serious had happened. Like nothing, nothing brought me back to reality. Of course, I was in this bubble a dream state, like just like, oh, this is oh,
4: yeah, great. dude. I'm, a, I'm in Japan. World I'm in life. Australia. You know, yeah, yeah.
3: I'm living yeah. life. You know, this is cool. And then right. You know, I had never thought about death and never thought about dying. You know, I always kind of assumed that everyone that I, you know, knew and loved would be around forever and everything would be, you know, perfect. And, did you have any, was there any religious affiliations within your family
2: at all that were like... Uh, no, were, we weren't, we weren't
3: like a religious... Yeah, I, yeah, But yeah. both my parents, you know, were, I guess, Christian. They both believed in God and, you know, did that sure. kind of thing. Sure, but you
2: weren't raised with anything exactly, where it's like, exactly. John, you gotta go to church every day. Exactly, no, no. So that, I could easily see why... The context of you being like, yeah, like they'll be they'll be around until they're ninety five, and then like well, it'll be good,
3: it'll yeah. be fine. I just assumed, you know, just, just that just that was just my mentality, and and you know, once my brother had passed, it, it I realized that how fragile, really, how really fragile life is, you know, and how right. how little time that we should spend doing stuff that we just absolutely hate, you know. Yeah, like you know, I'd rather be whom my love than be rich doing something I hate you know? of course like, I don't ever want to spend one second of this life unha- unnecessarily unhappy sure you know yeah like you know no one's ever going to be happy all the time no, obviously stuff's going to happen you know you,
2: but- you need the, the pursuit of like joy and happiness and all those things where it's just like oh like I or not even that the, the, the pursuit of joy and happiness in and of itself I believe is obviously it's like great that's what everyone should strive to but the idea of like fun like oh, I gotta be having fun all the time like yeah. no you don't like yeah. What the what the fuck do you do when fun is not there? Yeah. Like you just go in this level of depression. It's like no, like it has to balance itself yeah. out. Like that's those those things that you've experienced. Like you experience because I mean, you a kid never wants to bury their parent and or a younger sibling. Those are like timeline wise,
3: that's yeah. not supposed it's to not, work yeah, out. Yeah, like uh, yeah, it's it's. It's gnarly, man. I'm and,
2: sure. It's, I'm sure these these are things that you're still wrestling around with in regards to like do, you know. Do you feel like oh, I wish I had that time away back from them, like in the sense of like oh, I wish I, you know, spent more time with them. Like, are
3: yeah. there are there any like lingering regrets from that perspective? I, I wouldn't say regrets because I know what I did made my brother and my dad both very proud. That's so good. I don't regret. I don't regret it, but I obviously wish I had more time to spend with of course, them. You yeah, know, yeah. As, as anybody would. And they were both so sudden. They were both completely just one day alive, one day not, right. you know, like not, not getting sick, not going to the hospital, not like, yeah, no, right, there's no, right. there no grieving process. There's no, like, you know, there's no acceptance process. It was just like, bam, gone. Yeah. My so, life, my life is utterly So changed. it's like, it's, it's, that's difficult. It was a difficult thing for, for, you know, me to have to deal with and, and, and everybody at some point in their life has to deal with death. You know, it's not something that is unavoidable to everybody, you mm-hmm. know? And it's, it, I just remember that being the first time where I actually thought about like, do I, should I keep doing this? Am I, am I squandering? Like, sh- could I be spent? should I be spending my time differently? Like, should I be doing different, this life like right. a different way? Right. And like when my brother passed away, like it had broke my parents up, you know, obviously like you never think that you're going to see your, your, you know, your kid, your kid yeah. pass away. Right. It's not something that you're ever going to have to deal with. No.
1: A free spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com.
3: So they were broken up about it and I, I talked to my dad. I was like, hey dad, you know, like, it was just me and my brother. So I was an only child now and right. I was all they had. And I was like, you know, I know this is this is hard for, for both of us, for, you know, me, you, and, and mom. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, just hanging it up, you know, and just kind of just starting a family and kind of just doing my, you know, normal, right. quote unquote, normal life stuff. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, Jonathan, I don't ever want you to, to spend one second of this life not doing what you want to do. Don't do anything because society makes you want to do it or because you think you have to do it or because someone else is telling you to do it. Mm. This is your life and you need to do what makes you happy. Right. And that was like the best advice my dad has ever, I mean, my dad is a very smart guy. Like, you know, he gave me tons of amazing advice, but that advice in particular is what the reason why I'm still playing in the band, because I was going to walk away. I was going to be like, this is too much for me. Like I can't do this. I cannot be away. I cannot, I cannot hear news like that ever again, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well that, in a way that was like, that was basically like his permission slip to you of being like, like, no, like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you need to come home for me mm-hmm. because that could end up obviously, you know, making you unhappy and in turn, like, you know, despising your father later in our life, whatever. Like, yeah. Have, have what, these... yeah,
3: whatever the repercussions of it were. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. right. And he, you know, he was, he was proud of what I did and, and all the work I put in. And he, he knew, he knew the progress that we made. And, right. like, you know, at the time, um, you know, we were starting to work on our newest album, Get What You Give. and right. We were signing an epitaph and all this stuff, and he was just like, "You you can't you can't walk from this man. Yeah, yeah you work. This is your opportunity. You work years for this. Yeah, like, yeah. There are millions of people in this world who would kill to be in your position. He's like, sure. you can't you can't walk from that man. Right, right, you, right. You right. got to see this through. It's
2: great. It's great that he obviously had, like you said, had that wisdom to be able to like give you sound advice at that okay. point, and not like because he, ultimately he could have been selfish and just be like, yeah, like I see what you're doing. Like, yeah, of course, come home. Mm-hmm. Like I I want you home." Mm-hmm but he had the wherewithal to be like, like, no, this is, you know, he had the, he had the the appropriate perspective. Mm -hmm. And so like, obviously when he, when, when he passed, was it, was it one of those things like those words, even though he wasn't there, just completely echoed true where it was like your, your brother's passing hit you hard to where you wanted to reevaluate things. And it obviously your dad's passing, I'm sure hit you, you know, just as hard, if not harder. But then you also probably had that voice in your head where it was just like, like, the, now this is kind of basically for my dad.
3: Yeah. Well, I had come home. I had come home for a tour when my brother passed. Right. And when my father passed, I I was... I, I had literally... We had landed in Australia. Yeah. Doing one of the biggest tours we've ever done. And, you know, playing to thousands and thousands of kids. We were going on tour with a very big Australian band. Right. And um, first show. Played our first show. It was great. Went to bed. Like, best mood ever. Like, this tour is going to be great. Yeah. I wake up. You got a missed call from oh, every person in my family. Yeah. yeah. And I, I knew, I, yeah. I knew, right. I knew what it was. Cause I had got the same thing. Right. You just wash over. You. I knew yeah. what it was. Right. I, I didn't go home. Yeah. My, my grandparents, my, my dad's mom didn't understand why I needed to be on the road. Like she didn't, she didn't understand. She was like, she's like, you're not on a plane right now. You need to be here. And I was like, I was like, I could, she she didn't get it, you know. And, right, but I knew right. I knew that my father got it. I knew that my father wanted me, even with, with his passing, wanted me to finish that tour. Yeah, he he was so proud of the fact that we had people that care about what I was doing on the other side of the world. world All the way, right? That he didn't. He would never ever want me to let them down. Yeah. He would never want them, dude. That's fucking insane that you had to sit there and like on the phone with your grandma and be like, I am not coming home. Yeah, like and to be like. I'm sure she was heated, like you said, yeah. heated about she it. She was, yeah, she was broken up. My whole family was, they, you know, they, they didn't get it, but my dad was kind of not the outcast, but my dad was the, the only musician in the family. So sure. he like, you know, he,
2: yeah, he got things that no one else he, did. He got,
3: exactly. Right. So they, no one else could have ever understood.
2: Yeah. That's just, it's just insane that, that, cause I mean, obviously, you know, when, when traumatic things happen to families, you see true sides kind of come out of places that you never expected you know like it was just like oh wow like that's I didn't think that person would react that way or whatever Uh, but for you to feel that exerted pressure where it's like the person that you would be able to rely on the most like obviously wasn't there just be like oh but like he gets it yeah he got it but he can't like that's because my father passed away like I mean I think it's on five five years now and it's like the times that I miss him the most are the times because he didn't live in Southern California lived in Vegas are the times that it's like
3: you just want to go to him for advice. Exactly. You just want to pick up the phone and call. I it's it's crazy because I've done that a few times. I've picked up the phone and t- called my dad and be like, oh, oh yeah, that won't go anywhere. Yeah. Wow. And that's I think that's that's those were the hardest. That that was the hardest for me. Right. Of everything that happened and all the scenarios I've ever been in, instances I've ever been in, that's always the worst. Right. That always shook me.
2: Sure. Right. Those there's just those moments because it's like those individual moments of like you know like because. For me, I always usually called my dad in, like, you know, Christ, like, when I was having some sort of crisis of faith and needed advice, like, or I wanted to tell him something positive, you know? Of course. And so it was like, because I don't know, that just seems like a natural father son. Like, yeah, of course. And so, yeah, we're like, when you were like, oh man, like, who the fuck do I talk to in this yeah. moment of crisis or yeah. whatever? Um, and the, to kind of flip things to so more positive, <laughs> the, because uh, I mean, obviously, it's like, it, you're always going to miss him, but the fact that you, like, I just, I think that's so special what he said to you because like I said, it is that sort of like permission slip that just yeah, like, John, no matter what, what happens, like Steven's through it, man. Yeah. And I'm sure that gives you like clarity of mind to know that like, well, I'm, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I mean, he,
3: he essentially said, Hey, like <laughs> he basically told me, Hey, having a normal life is going to be there. He's yeah. Like, it's yeah. not, it's not super glamorous. Right. It's like, you can always come back to it. Sure. Do this right now. Yeah. You're not going to get another chance. Right. Have fun with it. Right. When it's over, your life is going to be here for you yeah you're you're gonna you're you're gonna experience normal life it's gonna be here right whether it's now or whenever yeah yeah. don't worry about it totally totally yeah that's that's seriously the reason why i'm still going
2: right yeah yeah that's seizing that moment and the kind of to to wrap things up the um you know the idea that like i was saying where you guys are at right now it's like it's just it's just weird because it's like you you look at you know whatever you look at a band like you know poison wall as you were mentioning earlier where it's just like to us that was like when they were at their peak you were just like nothing could get bigger than this and then it's like then you see where you know fast forward 10 to you know 10 years later now to where it's like you're seeing bands like you know yourself and you know other bands that are you know even much larger than what you guys do where you're just like like this is insane and like how how do you guys within the band obviously not let the you know sort of like the business pressures and like obviously the music industry as a whole kind of like you know like wear you down to where it's just like man because you i mean there are many moments in your music business life that you guys could have been like crushed by that pressure Mm -hmm. and just crushed by all of
3: the shit that got thrown on your shoulders like did you you guys just kind of try to keep a level head about it like yeah it's it's i mean you've been on on both on the on the band side and the business side of of, of the music industry You, you know the kind of stuff that comes you know and it's the swings are kind of gnarly, you know. Like there's things that you never thought that you'd have to be a part of being in a. Like like I, I want to play in a band. I want to sing. That's that's I don't want to deal with all this stuff. I don't right. want to think about this stuff and right. You know, and that stuff comes and 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 or or like or like even even on the other side of that, like being in a band and and, and looking up to these bands and then going on tour and then kind of realizing like now that your you your band is bigger than that band ever was and you thought right. that band was the, the biggest band in the entire planet of course you know and that that's like a it's weird to balance out to kind of like to be like yeah like we do play these you know bigger shows we are you know pretty successful but I'm still just a, a, a normal kid you know I, like I still yeah. like I'm still that kid of course 10 years ago right I was excited to go to shows and see bands and, and stuff you know like I'm still that guy at being the front row you know and it's like I don't know it's it's just a it's, it's kind of you kind of just got to take everything as it comes, you know? Yeah. And kind of just, I think for me, I think the reason why we are as far along as we are is because we don't bind to kind of the industry standard and kind of be like, okay, well, this is the progression for you. You guys have to do this or right. this has to be your next record or, you know, you need to tour these bands or do this. And we've never kind of just kind of always done our own thing and, and told ourselves that we'll play with any bands. We'll play in front of any kind of people and we'll just do our thing. And if people are into it, they're into it. If they're not, they're not right. Right. And right. that's the, core of what our band is if people like our band awesome right. if they don't then that's not their thing you know, right there's no point in trying to change our sound to pick up all these other people you know yeah. like like we're not we're not we're not a band that kind of like i guess we're kind of lucky in the sense that we kind of wrote during the fallen ones and we did the kind of melodic hardcore stuff melodic metalcore heavy whatever right. you want to call it right stuff and then it got popular yeah 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 you, you got know? you hit it you hit a crest of a wave that was able to kind of... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, we weren't a band that was following a trend. You know? Right. And we, we got w- lucky in the fact that that's kind of where music had headed. Right, know? yeah. And, you know, we owe a lot of it to, to you know, our peers and, and bands, you know, in the same genre as us and not kind of just, you know, making the music that they do and, and kind of getting the people who necessarily would never listen to The Ghost Inside right. into us by, you know, by, you know, the transitive property. Uh, yeah. I like this band. This band is kind of Sounds like this band, kind of into this band. I like Ghost Inside now. Right, right, right. You know, and it's like for us, that was a big thing because we toured our, like one of our very first tours, we toured with metal, metal, death death metal bands. And right. we were like, what are we doing? Is this even helping us? After a while, we saw, you know, these, these metalheads kind of coming to these shows and God, this, this is going to be terrible. And then we'd come back on our next tour and those same people would be there. Wow. You know, and it'd be like, whoa, like we are, we're making fans doing this.
2: <laughs> like this works.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, we just kind of have the same, just the same kind of well, mantra, I, think, I guess. It's kind of just yeah. play our songs, and if people are into it, they're into it. If they're not, there's no sense in trying to be like, "Oh, we can change for you." We can, like, we can we can make it work. We can right.
2: make it so you like us. Like, well, I think, and I think that like, that that really comes through, like that sort of core mantra, because it's like <clears throat> for anything you guys do musically, whether or not it's like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna have clean singing on this one song on the record," or "I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna th- this is the way that we're musically evolving." It doesn't seem forced, and ultimately, I think people not only in the timing of the music that you guys are playing, but I think like people at this point, especially from just like the larger sort of pop culture perspective, people are looking for like honest divisions where it's just like, you know, you look at a, you, you look at something like, um, you know, whatever a person, a standup comedian, like Louis CK, where it's just like, you know, I mean, the dude has been in stand up comedy for 30 plus years and now people are gravitating towards him because it's just like, Oh, he's showing us what he really is on his television. Channel. Yeah. And, like that honesty. And it's like, I think that it's really important for bands kind of have like just that like you said that core mantra because you do see a lot of it just get very easily uh thrown away when all those other things start to kind of infiltrate where it's just like you know a band just immediately throws aside like any sort of you know feelings of attachment to a scene or like where they came from or whatever for you know fame and fortune i use that you know in air quotes or whatever of course but Yeah. So it's like, I I think that's like kind of the, you know, the honesty is what people are injecting into you guys and like feeling projected out back towards them, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, I mean, it's just cool to see that all kind of manifest itself, you know? Yeah,
3: yeah. (laughs) Thanks, man. It's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been good. It's like I said, I've, far surpassed anything I, I've ever thought I'd ever do in the music industry right. and, and, and to be as far along as we are it's, it's really incredible Well, all you and,
2: wanted all you wanted to do was play the L.S. again the Teen Center that's, seriously all I
3: wanted to do was play the
2: Teen Center for my friends that's it that's it everything else was just like oh weird I guess we're doing this bonus <laughs> dude <laughs> bonus well I really appreciate you hanging out and coming over and making this happen after months and months of missing you I know I am uh, so sorry man. you don't even apologize so that was John great guy it's funny because I try to think of a, a different descriptor for all of these people that I have on the show, but they're all great. They're they're nice, and it's just nice to be able to talk to a person and have them obviously turn off any sort of like press quotation soundbite. This and just just have that conversation. So The Ghost Inside is going to be touring and they'll probably be in your city like next week or the week after that. They're relentless when it comes to that, so check everything out. I personally really like the band and what they do, and um, now that you have a better understanding of John, hopefully you will like it as well. Visit 100wordspodcast.com, propertyofzack.com. The editor for this episode is Tom Richfield. He's he's just the greatest. I wish I could hug him on a daily basis, but um, alas, I can't. He's, he's in the united kingdom so um and i I don't even know if he would like that every day if if i were to hug him but you know that's neither here nor there until next week everybody some amazing shows coming up we have steve brodsky from cave mutoid man we have dan lampton from real friends and oh so much other awesome stuff so i can't wait to share with you and i'll talk to you next week. be safe